I watched A Beast at Bay from 1912. And this film is my first true foray into the phenomenon that was Mary Pickford. I know she showed up briefly in The Country Doctor, but she didn't do much. She was just sort of standing there. This is the first time I've seen her in a major role, and her appeal is immediately obvious. Besides her looks and her famous curls, her charm leaps out at you from across the screen. I can totally see why she became, probably to this day, the most famous actress of all time. I don't think anyone has ever eclipsed her worldwide fame. The film opens with a convict creeping out of some bushes. We know he's a convict because he's got that black and white striped uniform that all prisoners seem to have in old movies. He's being pursued by some policemen, one of whom catches up to him, but is overpowered. And the convict forces him to switch clothes. He takes off wearing a suit. The policeman now has the stripes. The other policemen start running after him, not realizing it's their friend. And then meanwhile, the film switches gears. We meet Mary Pickford, and she's with someone who's only listed as her ideal man. Doesn't have a name. He's just her ideal. But he has become something less of an ideal because we see him refuse to fight a tramp, a homeless person, some kind of shabbily dressed person from the street who has insulted him and is trying to goad him into a fight. He refuses, and Mary Pickford is dropping him off at a train station, I think on his way to work or a business trip or something, and she chastises him for his cowardice. And she drives away, but before she's even out of his eyesight, she's stopped by the convict who's dressed like the policeman, and he forces her to give him a ride, and she kind of realizes right away it's not a cop, but the guy's got a gun. But her ideal man sees this, and so he's shocked, he's aghast, like, who's this guy kidnapping my girlfriend? The policemen who are pursuing him, they catch up at this point, and so they all see the car speed off. The ideal man says, that's the criminal. And Mary Pickford has been kidnapped. Oh, no. And it's 1912, so... They chase him in a train. They commandeer a train and they give him a chase reasoning that the train is going to run parallel to the road. The train tracks run right alongside the road. So that wouldn't work today, but I'm sure it made perfect sense in 1912. And there's this chase that ensues that's really one of the most masterfully filmed action sequences I've seen to date during this podcast project. It's great. The train, the car, they're coming at you. Uh, it's really well shot. D.W. Griffith really understood how to use the camera and how to make action happen. So the convict, he eventually holds up in this shack with Mary Pickford. Her ideal man is the first to arrive on the scene. And we see inside this convict starts hinting that he's going to like molest or assault Mary Pickford in some way. And at that moment, her ideal shows up. There's a struggle. The police show up during the struggle and they arrest the convict. So the ideal man doesn't really overpower him. But still, Mary Pickford beams at him because he's proven himself to be brave after all. It wasn't about beating up the guy. It was just about trying. Then comes this really adorable sequence that closes the film where Pickford, she points to her wrist where she was hurt in the struggle with the kidnapper and he kisses the wrist. So then she kind of looks and she points to the back of her head and then she points to the side of her mouth in this kind of sly, cute way to be kissed by him. And that's the fun, happy ending to the movie. The interesting observation, I noticed there were two versions of this on YouTube. They both showed the complete film. 
One, which fortunately was the better looking version, runs for 13 minutes and 10 seconds. The other rougher looking version runs 17.53. But both are identical. They're the exact same movie. And so how is this the case? It's because the shorter version is playing a little faster. And that's not unusual at all for films of this era, which were filmed at varying speeds. A lot of these were filmed with a camera you would crank by hand. So the faster you would crank, the faster, the slower. And even the cameras that weren't hand cranked still had variable speeds. They could set them. And often just to save film, they would record at a slower speed to, you know, save film. And so then when you get to the theater, the theaters would run them at different speeds too because the projectors would do different speeds and they didn't always know the correct rate at which to show them. So that could be a film would run for 10 minutes in one theater might run for 16 minutes next door. And that's what's happening on YouTube. But luckily, the one that looks better seems to be the appropriate frame rate, at least based on how the characters move. So interesting little side note that I... I, I guess I was aware of that, but I kind of refreshed my, my memory of that, that these movies don't... Nowadays, it's 24 frames per second. It's, this, it's computers. It's totally precise. Back then, it was, you know, it was kind of a haphazard thing. You might have one that was 22 frames or whatever. So... So that's it. I shared the better looking version of the YouTube video below. It's public domain, as all these old films are. So you can watch it for free and legally. Next, I'm going to watch The Cameraman's Revenge from 1912, directed by Vladislaw Sterowitz.